0: lockdowns again, or is it closures? And I guess you do have to keep your nats up to date, or else you ain't going in. Thursday, June 9th, 2022, I'm Stephen Sersky. This here is my daily audio digest wherein I keep you abreast of some of the things that are happening as an expat. I live in uh, Beijing, China at the moment. At the moment, I've been here for seven years, eight years almost. Uh, Yeah, and uh all the other things that are going on sort of in the city around parts of the country and then also some of my own interests of which uh, although i'm involved in the esl industry i do also do a lot of uh, audio work and then also visual effects that's what i'm sort of moving into or at least that's what i'm playing around with a little bit if you have a chance you can go over to my website stephensterski.com and you can look up a, a page called may you make your movie 2022 And on that page, you'll see a uh, uh, a list of or links to various videos I've been working on over the last month, six weeks or so, uh, that uh, are all little demos of um, video projects I've been working on. And so I'm I'm finishing up the May You Make Your Movie uh, video challenges. I know it's one week into uh, June already, uh, but it does look like I'm going to be able to get it all done and published. The reason for the delay this year is because um, there were several days where I, I tried to set things up and they didn't work the way I wanted it to. And I tried to incorporate um, After Effects more into my workflow and that really bogged things down. I should have kept it very uh, a lot simpler than I did, uh, but I did want to start learning more about After Effects uh then uh you know then something compared to like blender last year i tried blender this year i didn't do blender at all uh and i instead focused on either animation cg or real life uh like live action uh filmmaking techniques anyway yes uh beijing uh, although we were supposed to be open <laughs> uh it kind of looks like um somebody got infected, not me. Uh, some person who works at the head office of Heaven Supermarket. Now, Heaven Supermarket is one of these um, walk-in sort of beer uh, slash, it's not a pub, uh, it's not a pub, it's a, it's a beer supermarket where you can also sit down uh, and you can, You can you can buy beers there, or you can take them away, up to you. But I mean, their their specialty is like just beers from around the world, from all over the place, Uh, and it's they have lots. I I, it's also I've heard that it's a little bit rougher than it used to be, Uh, but uh, anyway, I I don't go there very often, so I don't really know. Um, But uh, this affected this infected person was at the head office. And I guess maybe someone, if it wasn't at the head office, then they went to one of the locations. And as a result, a whole bunch of Beijing clubs have been shut down. Like one-third elements, uh, Heaven's Supermarket, and there's another one, another few that got fresh, um, that all got shut down. Uh, and that kind of actually makes sense why all of a sudden today I mean I I know I haven't been uh, going for the gnats uh, very often because I just I think it's more bothersome and I don't really go anywhere okay <laughs> things only opened up four, three days ago I haven't gone anywhere uh, but today I did try to go into April gourmet and uh, this. She, this lady, she noticed, oh, that's four days, you can't come in. I'm like, it's this, I was here yesterday. <laughs> like, I'm here all the time. <laughs> negative, if it was negative yesterday, it didn't turn positive and I, come on. And she's like, nope, 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 not at all. Okay, fine, I'll, I don't have to drink today, so I didn't. Because <laughs> uh, I, I was going to get myself a bottle of um, one of those fizzy red wines natural ones not the uh I'm not sure I I don't know I tried one before I was like ah it's sweeter than beer uh and it doesn't make you as dizzy so I was like ah why not get another one of those but I don't need it it's not a necessity uh and I so she didn't let me in I was like fine I'll just go home and I'll I can get water as I mentioned before I can get water in the building next to me uh same price Oh, it might be uh, another quite More, Nah, it's the same price that I've been paying the entire time. I think so. I, I if it's cheaper it's, or more expensive, it's not by much. Uh, but yeah. So that was the one thing I did go for the uh the NAT test today because, uh, we are planning to go to the National Museum, uh, over the weekend. Initially, it was supposed to be tomorrow, but I think we're gonna push it off till Sunday. It just makes things a little bit easier Uh, stranger of strange things I do actually work on Saturday Uh, I kind of forgot about that Uh, so I do have to remember to wake up on time uh, on uh, Saturday that's no problem yeah so this is that's why I went for the NAT test I guess you should be getting these tests done every two days and by no means do I think it's to be safe I think it's just so you don't get reamed out by some little old lady who's going to arm bar you if you try to walk past her, because honestly, it's a supermarket. Like, oh, it's just aggravating. It, this has really gotten aggravating, to tell you the truth. Not only that, there's this article that came out that some person—I don't know if they got clearance to say this or something—but uh, they said, "Yeah." um you know, the inoculated, the, the inactivated virus uh, that we used as inoculation would show up as a positive test result. And you're going, what? So what? Wait, what? So you put the virus in me, it's inactivated, okay, body does its thing, builds up a whole bunch of antibodies, and you're getting me to test every day to go in to a place. And then if I get positive, I get quarantined and shut into my apartment W T F. Are you kidding me? That's so I don't know, maybe I'm missing something. I hope I'm missing something. I'm probably not missing something, but that's what I that's what the article said. So uh um, yeah, a little odd, <laughs> I guess you would say that. Um, hmm, might want. And not sure how that one's going to play out. Uh, there, that being the case, there are uh, like international flights and everything. They're uh, opening up again. Uh, even Hong Kong itself is opening up. But I can tell you, with every shuddering of and like any whisper of a shudder, it seems that people are fed up. If like fed up, and it's not even like a joking fed up. It's like don't tell me that this is closed again. <laughs> like, I, I don't know where people would go. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Because I, I, I mean, I don't have anywhere else to go. I've met, I've gone on about this before. Uh, but even now, I'm starting to going, if this is another two to three years of this, I mean, if, if there's more shutdowns later on under this idea of, you know, there's going to be no COVID at all, I'm going... How can you eliminate a virus that's natural? Uh, it, what, how? What are you going to do? I mean, are you just going to use this like, as a light switch on and off? I mean, this is, this is where it's getting frustrating. And this is where it's kind of like, you know, I might have to make backup plans just because it might come to a point where it's like, okay, um, there's no point me to, for, for me to be here anymore. Like it, It's just, this is not, uh, no longer viable. But And I suspect that this is a feeling that's happening uh, quite a bit throughout the expat community, and it's probably not even exclusive to the expat community. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people going, if only, if only, right? Uh, some passports, some people are able to get passports now as well. Uh, that, uh, that has been heavily restricted over the last couple of years. Uh, so I think some people are going to be very happy to be able to finally secure the new passport. Uh, other than that, yes, uh, today I other than um, getting kicked out of April or May or not being allowed in, which actually happened later on in the day, I was uh, this morning I spent some time and I was like, you know I've been reading this this book of course Stephen King's The Stand, uh, which I'll talk about in, in about a minute or so. Uh, but I was like, okay well, if I'm gonna read this book then I should probably at least have a go at some Chinese books. And so I have um, actually Tools of the Titans by Tim Ferriss. I bought this actually for my girlfriend, thinking that she might find it interesting. Uh, It's still in my apartment, so I guess that tells you sort of how interested she was in the book. Uh, But so I open it up, and I'm reading this and going, uh, I mean, most of the characters I get, uh, some of the characters I don't, of course. I did learn a a few new words. Shendun is squat, like to squat as an exercise. And so this set off, of course, two things in my mind. And I'm like number one, um, for my language vlog, I think this is something I'm gonna have to start looking at is doing subject specific videos in my target language, namely Mandarin Chinese, and that this would be a very good preparation both for vocab, uh, speaking practice, and overall contact with the language as I lead up to, july 16th which is officially the date i will be writing the hsk5 taste test paper-based so yes i finally uh i went through the motions um and or went through the whole process of signing up and paying i even paid like i did everything today i was this is like probably the fastest i've ever signed up for a test but uh, and the reason I did this, the whole thing, I like to just sign up and go, is because if Beijing is opening again and Chaoyang is opening, which is where these tests are held, um, then the paper te- test should go ahead. And that gives me five weeks to prepare. Now, I, I still haven't finished those HSK-5 books. And I know, actually, I was looking back on my website, the, uh, my preparations for the HSK-4 test, I think I finished the books a year before I wrote the test, but that was because back in 2020, that's when the pandemic took over the world and shut down everything. So they didn't have any tests for a very long time. Uh, Now you could make the argument, well, Stephen, that doesn't matter about the timeline. I mean, you should have still been able to do it. You were still working on the language, right? Right. Well, if you recall, back then I also switched from the HSK books, uh, the textbooks, into like more naturalized um, Chinese language, and that's—I mean—I I, kind of look forward to doing that again. But hitting the HSK five level, I find them um, it's a lot easier to go back and forth between the two, rather than at HSK four with the like that level of characters and le- that level of language familiarity. Uh, it wasn't as easy to flip between like structured language learning and then like uh, generic extensive language acquisition, like reading or listening, right? So uh, today, this morning, uh, maybe it was because I took some time off. It's a little bit more fresher to my brain. I'm not so, maybe uh, like my ears aren't even sort of tuning it out as like that drone that, uh, you know, if you go to the cafe, right, and if you're in the, if you're familiar surroundings and it's just noise in the background, like that can happen as well when you're doing a lot of extensive uh, listening to to your language. So this morning I spent some time reading this, uh, uh, some books that I have here, listening to some of the radio. I was actually surprised I could follow along with quite a bit of it. Um, But uh, yeah, by no means was I inspired to look at the HSK five books. I'm like, I don't want to touch those things. They are horribly boring. And I don't, I don't even. I'm not even sure if it's that. I'm not even sure why they're boring. To tell you the truth, I understand their purpose. I can, you know, I, I always kind of think back to my students. I go, well, how can you be tired? Don't you want to learn? And they're like, yes, but I want to learn something interesting, because <laughs> again, it's like this is this language learning, is very much like a skill. It's the muscle memory. It's the. It's the what do you call it it's like you're in the trenches you're digging ditches basically you're putting in the work it's the manual labor of rearranging the little neurons in your brain connecting all the synapses and everything so that they actually understand a language that you didn't grow up with and and then you probably don't use every day now if you were using it all the time all every time then your brain would already be rewired to 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 use it but i'm not Primarily, I use English. I Now, heading up into, leading up to HSK5, I might have to change that. I might have to severely change the the, the, the proportion of time I spend in English and the proportion I, uh, of time I spend in Mandarin Chinese. So, the one of the ideas I have is to actually create a, uh, I was very tempted. It sounds like such a great idea. I just don't know if it's possible, but could I? Every day from... Well, let's not do it today because today's, today's kind of late. Do it tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe next week. Maybe this weekend. We'll see. I will publish a language video in Mandarin Chinese. And before I was against this idea because I didn't want to be made fun of. And I didn't... Not just that I, I'm that I know that people are going to ridicule me. It's that I don't want to expose myself to any incidences in which someone could misinterpret what I'm saying because of the tonality of my of my language. And I know the world is moving that way. I, I mean, I, you, you can't hold this one against me because this world is so ready to slice and dice everything you say and do in, to be a, a sword used against you, basically. So that has been my fear. Now, with that, leading up to this, this test, June 9th to July 16th. I mean, it's 30, 40 days. How much can my language improve in that 40 days? And if I made a video uh, Monday to Friday, or maybe even every day from now until then, five minutes in length, just like the one I posted last week, five minutes in duration, can will I, first of all, What changes will happen? Second of all, will I see the changes? Will I feel the changes? Third of all, um, will I be able to talk longer? Like with this podcast. I mean, uh, I I know some people don't like me going longer than 20 minutes. I understand that. I I feel you. I'm trying to accommodate you. Will I be able to do the same in Chinese? And keep in mind that this is all just me. This is personal sort of productive uh, language uh, use. It's not a conversation. If it's a conversation, that might change things. Oof, that, oh, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Having a conversation with somebody. We will leave that for another challenge. But this one, I think uh, it would be a good idea, It'd be a good test to uh, not just like for speaking practice, but for vocabulary review, for uh, language familiarity, being able to uh, just produce content, produce language content every single day in this target language. Now, I mean, is it going... How bad is it going to be? I guess is the question I have. How bad is it going to be? Good question. I mentioned I was reading Stephen King's The Stand, and I was kind of wondering, this book, written originally back in 1978, um, I just came across this one tweet that... A lot of Stephen King's early novels and some of his best work were all done under the influence of cocaine. Like the guy was just coked up completely. If he wasn't coked up, he was drunk. Complete substance abuse. This guy who like was screaming, you know at, at President Donald Trump, this guy wrote all, m- 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 most of his major books, His works were written, and he uh, has faint recollections of them, basically. Crazy to think that. So I was looking this up today, and yeah, apparently he did have a uh, raging drug habit uh, in his early years. Um, And I think it's Cujo is famously the one that he says, like, I don't really remember writing that one at all. Um, It almost, uh, there was at least one comment about the way that he describes things. Uh, in his books, especially in his earlier books, it, it's like very, uh, very much what a cocaine user would do because they're very hyperactive and they're very talkative or something like that. They're very descriptive of what's going on, and I'm reading this book, going, he is describing everything, like this is like, uh, uh the the Dickens of the modern day, of course a little bit differently. But I mean, he, there's two parts here where he goes on about a a, a hip hop artist. and uh, and talking to his mother and stuff like that. It just just goes on and on and on and on, and it has nothing to do with the virus that's going on. There's another part where he describes this parlor room that this uh, lady, this grown-up lady, has basically terrible memories of since her her childhood, uh, and it just goes on and on and on. Again, nothing to do with the virus. And then he gets through these two lengthy explanations, exposés, and finally gets into these two runaway murderers sort of thing. And that part gets interesting because, okay, there's more shooting and drugs used and everything. Um, and how they sort of were escaping the law, escaping um, uh, being caught. And then it finally goes back into like the meat of the story, the, the virus. And I go, wow, I mean, this guy just went on for pages at length here talking in depth about... Stuff that, I mean, how is he connecting this to the story? Why do I need to know this information? Why do I need to have such depth of character exploration? I don't know. So, it's, I mean, there, there's a modern push these days. No alcohol, definitely no hard drugs. You know, uh, eat, l- eat clean, uh, get your exercise, you know, but even getting the exercise, I mean, that becomes like a, a drug of itself, right? I mean, if you're always working out, you're always uh, on the move like that. You're always showering, and if you, especially if you're using all those supplements. I mean, I was talking yesterday about L-carnitine and CLA and stuff like that. And I go, uh, you know, there seems to be... Which one is better? Uh, I mean, yeah, cocaine. I don't think you're going to get much pushback on that one. Cocaine is probably not the best one to have. Uh, there's worse, of course, but I, I mean, I, I I don't know anybody involved in any of that stuff, thankfully. Um And I hope that the people who are, I mean, if they are, I mean, that they can get help for this. Um, But like all the workout supplements and everything, like when do you say enough is enough and go, no, I want to do this naturally. And if it doesn't happen naturally, then it's unnatural that it doesn't happen, right? It's almost like the argument about you can't learn a language after 12 years old Because your brain rewired is is basically solidified and it's its wiring at that point. So some studies show or say. I'm looking at this going, you know what? For all the criticisms I've heard of my own drinking. And it's not like I'm drunk all the time. I mean, a beer, two beers here and there, whatever. But it's like, oh, well, beer does this, beer does that. (sighs) Creative people, do they require... Some of these crutches. I mean, what what creative person has created a great work of art that's widely known that wasn't hopped up on something? I don't know. Like, and this is actually this is a genuine question. I mean, in the modern day, is it possible? I mean, I guess the first one I'd sort of think of is like Chuck Palahniuk, the guy who wrote uh, the Fight Club. You know, uh, because I remember seeing him uh, at, a, at a reading live a couple of years ago uh, back in my hometown. Um, but I think he was, a, a. if he was not a smoker and a boozer, then he was doing something else, but I'm not sure. Uh, maybe the other guy, uh, the Japanese guy, uh, Haruki Murakami. He doesn't strike me as a person who is, uh, using any substances to get through his work, but he isn't also publishing, you know, 1300 page novels on a regular basis. I mean... Every year, which is what Stephen King was doing for a long time, right? Good question. Something to think about. Uh, Are drugs and creativity somehow linked? Well, I hope not, because then that would mean that if I don't do any sort of like drinking or anything like that, then I won't be creative. That sucks. That's kind of depressing. Oof. Not happy thought at all. And with that, maybe I should go to bed because. If I don't go to bed, I can't get up early and go for my morning run, which is my new... I, I, I sort of look forward to that. And it does help me uh, keep energetic throughout the day as well. Folks, I'm going to leave it there. I know I went over 20 minutes. Sorry, not sorry. My apologies. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. hope it gave you something to think about. If not, tweet at me and tell me, Steve, you're wrong. Don't do drugs, and you're wrong. Other than that, show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stevensterske.com. Thanks for listening. We will talk again. Bye-bye.